Dingy hops? Dingy hops? Oh, be hurt! Welcome back for the final real episode of Carry On My Wayward Son, the series where Corey Lovejoy and I, Daniel Honey, your beloved hosts, walk through the Carryverse. This episode, we started to transition out of Chamberlain, Maine, and into the wider world. We visited somewhere in uh, America. Shit. We visited Chicago. We visited New York, New York, in the 1952 movie Carrie. And next week, we'll have the karaoke party, and then Carry On will no longer carry on. No, that'll be the end of Carry On. Why is this the real episode? Uh, I don't, well, what are we doing for the karaoke party? I don't. Oh, okay. I don't know. You tell us, listener, yeah. in the form of a five-star Apple review. There's our third thing. There you go. Listen That's to the, the end one. to find out what we're talking. What we're talking and about. Then you'll know. <laughs> All right. Dingy helps. Dingy helps. Oh, bee hurts. <laughs> bee burps. We no gotta have cuckoo the... clocks in this movie. No cuckoo clocks, but we do need a cuckoo clock sound. So ding hurts. Okie dokie. <laughs> All right. That's en it, right? Yeah, that's Enjoy. It. Enjoy. Bye. Jack the Ripper, definitely a time-traveling serial killer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What so do you think? The, uh, I think so is the Zodiac Killer. <gasps> Maybe he is Jack the Ripper. Oh, both? Yeah. Like a, like a serial killer traveling through time. So like any great serial killer. So he killed those women in England. Yes. Time traveled to the 60s to kill those women in California. Correct. Time traveled to 2016 to run for president against Donald Trump. <laughs> Wait, what year is 2016? As Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Oh, the year 2016 is the year 2016. I was just trying to think who you were talking about. <sighs> Hi. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> already happening. You go, Daniel. Uh, okay. The intro? Yeah, sure. Um, hi. I'm, um, the most powerful being in the universe, Daniel Honey. Hi. I am also the most powerful being in the universe, Corey Lovejoy. <laughs> and we're back! We're back, and we were just, we love ourselves so much. That we were just listening to our last podcast on two times speed as we drove here. Oh my god, and yeah, and we're listening to our <laughs> podcast, the audio recording of the two of us talking, going, mm-hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. great point. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> so dumb. No, we're so smart. I mean, it's such oh, good shit, taste. I need to close this window. Oh, back let me open the, the back one. Back in the spaceship of Daniel's car. Uh, have you ever time traveled? Uh, no. Well, there was that one time I rode on the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios, and boy, did that ever feel like time traveling. The Simpsons ride. I didn't have glasses when I went, and I need glasses, <laughs> so like I couldn't see anything that was going on, and so I was just like rocking around in this thing, getting sprayed sometimes. I was like, what is this? <laughs> So I made the horrible mistake of sitting in the back row in the middle and you will definitely get sprayed or sneezed on by Maggie and you will smell like weird baby powder for the rest of your day. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the water yeah. in those little spire things is not, like, good water. I remember at one point in another, I think it was Shrek or something, I was, like, laughing. And then it sprayed and it got in my mouth. And I was like, eh! It was, like, bitter. On the mummy ride, the fucking spider... I'm just, like, spitting under my mask. The spider spits on you. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. It's, it's horrible. I didn't ride the mummy ride. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, it's so fun. I said that I did, but I was talking about... The part of the lot tour goes through like a hallway that's like part of the mummy set or something. Oh, I vaguely remember. I was thirteen that. when I went. Um, yeah, I was wondering. I was like, I don't remember that part of the mummy ride. Mummy, the mummy ride, fun roller coaster. Uh, but the Simpsons ride, funny story. The family in front of us was from Russia, and when we got out of the ride, we were all just like looking at each other, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it was so bad. It's a horrible ride. Don't ride it. And it replaced, like, what it replaced, um, like, Back to the Future or something that was, like, really iconic. That everybody really? was, like, or it was either that or King, no, King Kong was the one that burned down. King Kong they have as part of the trolley tour or whatever. No, I think, tour. It, I think it replaced Back to the Future. And so everybody was, like, wow. excited or upset about it. I forget. Yeah, Back to the Future, iconic movie. I went movie. in 2008 when it was, like, new. Oh, when, uh, what fucking thing are we talking about right now? The Simpsons ride. The Simpsons ride was new. Ooh, well, maybe in 2008 it was cool. 2020, not great. No, you didn't, I really liked, eh, whatever, we're not here to talk about that. Anyway, uh, we're here <laughs> to talk about Carrie from 1952. And no, it is not Stephen King's Carrie. And before we talk more, I'm going to do a sound check. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, and we're back to talk about Carrie, 1952. And um, Blueberry rating? Oh, Blueberry... Three? Three is fair, yeah. Yeah. It was fine, and I wouldn't watch it again. Uh, definitely would not watch it again. Definitely wished it was about something else. <laughs> and definitely hated... George? Is that his name? Is that the George husband or... Hernwurst? Hernwurstburger? Hurstburger? Hot dog? Frankenfurter? Hurt all. I fucking took a photo of it. Whatever. Who was your favorite character in the film? <sighs> was there an animal? No. There was a horse. The horse. I, my favorite character was the city of Chicago. No, oh, that's a good character. No, I'm kidding. The ex-wife, for sure. I love the ex-wife. Why? I kind of, she fucking, she is. Um, I just like a 1950s woman who knows what she's about and who's not going <laughs> to let a man ruin her life. She's like, uh, no, buddy, you can't leave me. No, but she was mean. Yeah, to that man you don't like, so who cares? I know, but, like, <laughs> apparently I do care. I know, but, like, I felt so bad for him. George, George, George Hurstwood yeah. was, was played by Laurence Olivier, who is, like, the actor and who I just read, read as I was waiting for Daniel to run a quick errand, was married to Vivian Leigh, who portrays Scarlet and Gone with the Wind, who we've talked about in previous episodes, oh. and who is also in A Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, the guy who produced this movie won the Academy Award for producing um, 
Gone with the Wind. Really? Yeah. Fucking interesting. Uh, yeah. Eh, I mean, Laurence Olivier was solid. Like, he's a solid actor. Yeah. Classically trained English actor. On Wikipedia, they said that Jennifer Jones, who plays the titular character... The titular? No, we're not talking about boobs today. <laughs> Damn it! We almost got away with not talking about boobs. Her tits in this looked amazing, though. <laughs> she was pregnant. Well, I, so back in the day... Do you know the history of the bra? Um, a little bit. Okay. Is this the pointy bra era? Yeah. Hell yeah. So, like, it the, was... They were high and tight and separated. <laughs> the... No, no, stop! Why are we doing this? We were talking about her acting performance. No, but Remember I just... Boobies? It's interesting. The yeah, history it of the bra is interesting. What did you... Yeah, what... Uh, educate <laughs> me. Do you not want to talk about... Okay, we won't talk about boobies. No, 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 no. Educate me about bras. Ah, uh, it was designed for a film for uh, actors for a certain part of a movie, but it was designed by like a guy who made airplanes. So it's like it's engineered, right? Okay. It's like an engineered thing, which is why it had such a conical like airplane shape. Airplane noses. Yes, I probably have that completely wrong. That's so funny. I love but that. That's that's why tit. Jesus Christ, that's why breasts look like that in older movies because they were literally airplane noses. <laughs> well, Get your facts from me. <laughs> blast off. Um, so, <laughs> nobody goes on planes in this movie, but they do go on trains and yeah. some automobiles. So, Daniel and I's predictions were both wrong. Of what we thought the movie was in the last episode. Did we make predictions? Yeah. You said that... I, I said it, something about dressmaking, which there was, like, sewing machines in the there beginning. There was, yeah, yeah, she... But it was very Oh, pretty. oh, blood. There was... I fucking thought that shit. I, I was, like, until blood offering. Sewing. Yeah, Because Carrie sewed. Sewing, yeah. It was sewing. interesting. There was a couple, like... This is a movie about women. Synchronicities. Uh, I couldn't find any other than that. <laughs> when he called her Sally, you didn't get that one? Oh my god. And it was a book made into a movie? <sighs> wow. Wow. Oh, Featuring... three. That's all we need. That's all we need. Um, Confirmation. Fucking my notes are all over Daniel's car. So, uh, Jennifer Jones. They said that she didn't do a good job. I thought her acting was good. Oh, I thought she was fine for the role. She was, she was for the fucking idiotic male gaze role she was given. Yeah. Um, so you none none of you none of the seven of you have seen this movie. So um, we'll break it down. She goes from living in like Iowa or Idaho or some other state. It doesn't matter. She leaves Auntie M's farm and goes off to Chicago on the train. She meets this weirdo who's like smoking crack. Who's like oh that sorry was, that's like an unkind thing to say to people who suffer from addiction. That was the other synchronicity. It was already a, it was a horror movie at that point for me. Yeah, where this guy just comes <laughs> up to her on the train and he's like, "Hey, how are you doing, Tuts and sweetheart?" And because uh, it's the fifties, and then um she's well, like, it's eighteen ninety. Okay. Oh, it's eighteen ninety, right? It's the turn yeah. of the century. Anyway, she's moving to Chicago. I don't really care to do a synopsis on this movie. Ah, she moves to Chicago. She gets a shit job. She makes her blood offering. They fire her because she can't just fucking suck it up and work. Right. She put a needle through her pinky and they're like, uh, go home for the day. Here's one dollar. Yeah. 
and then and she never goes come home. Back. And then she meets the guy from the train who's like kind of a creep, but he I think he was sweet and well meaning. He didn't want to marry her until the other guy wanted to marry her, which fucking fuck like Yeah. Ew. So she meets him, he just gives her ten dollars and it's like it's a loan and then he's they kinda of sort of fall in love. They move in together but they don't get married and then a little girl's like, I'm not supposed to talk to you which she's talking she's to the mistress. neighbor girl, Carrie. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh, that's a good one. And she's bad. Carrie is bad in she's this bad movie girl. because she's someone's mistress in the 80s, 90s. She's cohabitating. But it was like he tricked her into it. Sort of. Very bizarre. And Very bizarre. Uh, but then she goes to a club at night and she goes in like the men's entrance or... Yeah, and she goes in like, the bar Get entrance. out of here, bitch! He's like, toot toot, you, missy, get out! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bartender. So, like, oh. And then he's like, Oh, I'll help you. This nice, handsome man who's not... Lawrence Olivier. Li not the guy she lives with who's... She's like, please marry me so that the neighbor girl doesn't think that I'm a harlot. Um, the, another man. And then he's like, oh, I'll help you. And he just walks her out and then to a door that's right next door that goes to the same location. But it's the restaurant, not the bar. Is that like how... Okay, I I'm guess. assuming I mean, that was a... Because it was like... But they're the separated by a half wall, so you can see... I don't know. It's, it's just... It, was, sense I, it was bizarre to me as well, Daniel. But why wouldn't he say like, oh, uh, the, please use the other door. It's... Get well, out of here! So this... We don't want <laughs> any of you women in here. Well, I mean, it's Chicago, right? So it's a city. So like, fucking get with the program. South or... Chicago, the slums. Oh, the slums. So it, even more so. Get with the program or get the fuck out. Like or like, don't you know what it is? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, and then you know, typical male gaze, fucking bullshit. Here comes Hurstwood, and he falls in love with Carrie because she's beautiful. What a shocker! I've never read anything. I've never seen anything more original. And then of course he has to escort her next door. Yeah. Because she's beautiful. And then like somehow, oh wait, at some uh like. The guy she lives with hires Laurence Olivier to, like, babysit her or something. So he takes her to the movies, and then they make out. So I think what was happening was uh, Mr. Druitt, who is the guy who tricked her into being his mistress, mm -hmm. uh, sees Mr. Hurstwood as a, someone who is higher in social standing and is using him as a social to social climb. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yes, let's spend, spend time here. You can spend time with my, my lady friend. It's fine. Because, you know, he's trying to use him for his own social right. status. Uh, but I also found that pretty, like, were people, was that allowed back then? For men to go on dates with women when they were married and she lived with someone else's. That seemed very scandalous to me. Yeah, that seemed odd. But, and so, he was like, sure, go on. And then later when they fell in love, he was like, hey, wait a second, don't do that. I know. I know that doesn't make no sense to me. So, that... Daniel and I both did a little bit of research about the book. And in the book, it said that this was... It came out in 1900. Uh, the movie said in 1890. I'm not sure what time the book is set in. But when it came out, it was very, very scandalous. Mm -hmm. Is that what you read as well? Um, no, but I read about how the plot in the book... Dif uh, differs from the movie yes. and it's because this movie the set was like cursed it was I never saw any of that shit I didn't see that it was cursed but 
it, there were some pretty unfortunate circumstances surrounding it. Oh, see, that's what I was looking for. I couldn't find any of that. Would you like to get into it? Uh, I would love to. Let's just leave them hanging on the end of the movie. Oh, is, that's... No, that's appropriate because this movie's two fucking hours long. So we'll okay. tell you the end. Great. In two hours. In two hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the set was cursed. First thing, um, the director's one-year-old son had died before this, so he was working while mourning his one year the loss of his one year old son. And also, um he didn't like Jennifer Jones. Um, just didn't like her. Um another person on set who didn't like Jennifer Jones was Laurence Olivier. No. He just didn't like her. Why? They just they didn't get along. <gasps> um and also he was cranky because and I think what's the word cranky the one that was used? But um he was cranky because he had a leg injury, so he was dealing with that while they were filming. Which is great, because he's like a sad character. Yeah, he's a pretty cranky guy. Uh, and then, um, he also did not like Jennifer Jones. Uh, Jennifer Jones, she was pregnant <gasps> on set, and they didn't tell the crew. Um, which is funny, because she gets pregnant in the movie and has a miscarriage. Because yeah, she's so she sad does. that her boyfriend has a wife. So sad, you guys. Uh, yeah, she gets a fever, but um, she also She's they so said sad she gets a fever. That happened back in the day, but that happens to you, right? No, you know what? I'm totally making fun of that, and you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, but no, I was too. So, eh, sorry, sorry, Jennifer. She's dead. Sorry. Um, they're all dead. All these people are. Well, dead. it wasn't even Jennifer. It was just the act, the character in the movie. Oh, the character. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm apologizing. So not the real the person. For the, so. yeah. Sorry. But um. She uh, was not good at acting and also pregnant. And she was she... not good. I thought she was good at acting. So did I. But like the reviews said she wasn't. So I don't get it. But then the director and the lead actor were both like, we hate this woman. Interesting. But, um, she only got the job because her husband was a uh, film executive. So he like made the director cast her. And that I think contributed to... The culture on the set of yes, like not sense. being mean to her. The other thing, and this is going to take me into a very interesting segment uh, on something called McCarthyism. Ooh. Um, the plot had to be adjusted mm -hmm. because this was produced in 1952, which was in the middle of McCarthyism. McCarthyism. Oh, I think I know what this is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was um, uh, an anti-communist um, campaign that happened between 1950 and 1954 where anybody who was a communist a communist sympathizer or suspected of being that was blackballed and like faced like social ostracization and really harsh like punishments and stuff um after but then after 1954 it kind of fell apart the campaign mccarthyism <clears throat> because multiple multiple people got like attacked and um had their lives kind of ruined and then never had any there was never any proof so multiple people had their lives ruined because of mccarthyism and then it's like they weren't a communist or they just there were never any real connections they were just like ruining people's lives mm -hmm. um and then i looked up notable victims because mm -hmm. there was a list of notable victims and then i was like oh never mind i don't know i was gonna write those down and then i was like never mind i don't know any of those guys <laughs> but then i read through the list one more time and i found four names oh um first w.e.b dubois who was a famous activist i think for black rights yeah um 
Charlie Chaplin. He had his career, um, he faced, like, he lost opportunities because of being suspected of being a communist sympathizer. I think because he was Romani. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Orson Welles. What? And Lucille Ball. Really? Yeah, they all had, um, really negative, uh, they were, they suffered from the, oh shoot, the implications of um, McCarthyism. Well, it's interesting because I don't know who W whatever Dubois is, but all those other names are very, we still talk about those people today. Yeah, no, W.B. Dubois is super influential and he still comes up. Or, it sounds me... familiar, but like I couldn't tell you who he was. McCarthyism. But the reason I'm talking about that is because uh, McCarthyism put a lot of pressure on Hollywood to, like, make sure that they weren't doing anything communist or whatever. Mm. So, um, the plot, I think, in the book is a lot sadder, and I think, like, critical of capitalism. And so they changed it to be lighter, and they also changed, in the book, it ends a certain way. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know. That I don't know they, they change at the end of the movie, but they hint at. Um, and then the movie, when it came out, it was also not successful because at the time, during the Cold War, people wanted more of an escapist. They wanted more fun kind of movies. Oh, and this was not that. Yeah. This did not serve um, that. Um, I'm looking up W.B. Dubois. I read that this... So this was, I guess, another connection to Stephen King's Carrie is that the in the movie, they tried to make you like... In the 1952 movie, they tried to make you like Carrie... Because in the book, she was just openly an opportunist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's totally like a victim of her circumstances in this movie. Yeah, no. In this one, she was like... And then I don't know if this is the ending Daniel's talking about, but when her and Lawrence Olivier part ways for peace, it's not the same in the book and the movie. Hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Um... No. Oh, okay. So I'll just I'll just say it then. In the movie, they make it look like she's like leaving him so he can have a better life. But in the book, and she still loves him. But in the book, she doesn't give a shit. She's just using him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because what happens in the movie is, um, she falls in love with the married guy. The married guy's wife will not give him a divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, eventually he. Oh, and then his boss. Well, he steals money too. Well, so okay. So. Yeah. His boss at his job finds out that he's having an affair and is like, okay, so I'm just going to give your paycheck directly to your wife. Which, like, what the hell is that That about? was some crazy shit, man. But then, so, he gives his the salary to the wife, so this guy's left penniless. And then penniless. there's, like, some situation where at work there's a safe with the money and he takes out money, not to steal on purpose, but, like, he just has it. But then the safe, like, locks itself and he can't put it back. And so he's like, oh, I have all this money. So he writes an IOU and then... He runs away with Carrie to New York and tricks her into doing it and whatever. But they get to New tricks York and her. then somebody, like a loan shark or something, comes up and like takes mm. the money back. So now they're penniless in New York and they're poor. And but Carrie has such a good attitude about it. She's like, I'll find a cheap apartment and we'll make it work. Right, because she's and used to being poor. Right. Home. Yes. Right. But, I wonder what um, she was like in the book. Yeah. But yeah, in the movie she totally loves him. And mm. then when it's... And then they live together in New York, and they don't have a lot of money and whatever. And she gets a job as an actress. And then um, it 
They read in the paper that their son is coming to New York on a honeymoon, which is like, what? They published their honeymoon details? Yes, because they were wealthy. Like, when you had that high of a social standing, it's kind of like celebrities today. Oh, okay. People cared about what you did. Oh, okay. Because you were, like, living vicariously through them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, socialites for for celebrities. So, she sends Laurence Olivier away to to his son because he's going to come to New York and she thinks that's going to get him... To go back with his family. So that's where the mm. thing is. In the movie, it's like, mm-hmm. it's a compassionate gesture of like, yeah. oh, you should go reconnect with your I'm family. I'm not and... good. She leaves him a Dear George letter. I'm not good for you, Georgie. No, she never said that. Dear George ah! or Dear John? It's Dear John, but I was calling it that a Dear George letter. Movie. Ugh. Dear John, I don't know that I've ever seen Oh, that. I meant Nicholas Sparks. Oh, do you like the other one people love? The, the Notebook? Nicholas... Yeah. No. You don't like The Notebook? Um... No. Why? Because I watched that, and I'm like, if anybody ever talked to me the way that Ryan Gosling talks to Rachel, um, McAdams. Rachel McAdams that movie, uh, that would be the last time they ever spoke to me. Which part? Any any scene in the All movie. Of it? Yeah, I. A lot of people actually. A lot of people hate the Ferris wheel thing. I was just gonna ask you about and that. And I I think it's like cute and charming and like a great display of power, but then. That paired with the rest of the movie, they just fight the whole time. Also, I don't think that Ryan Gosling is cute or charming, even a little bit. I do not like him at all. And I love Rachel McAdams. So I'm like, how dare you? Like, Who would you have cast instead of Ryan Gosling? Oh, um, like um, the deer that we peed on a few weeks ago. <laughs> like, So I loved, obsessively loved that movie when it came out and for a while after. I haven't watched it recently so I might have a totally different opinion of it but I do remember him yelling at her a lot but I think back then you know that's uh what we thought men who loved us did and it was back in the like 1700s or whatever Mm -hmm. um have you seen the Rachel McAdams movie where she makes out with Rachel Weiss? She, Rachel Weiss like spits in her mouth it's ew what is that movie called I hate that so much no it's it's very romantic. Oh. Oh. Um, it's called Obedience. They play Orthodox Jewish uh, English lesbians. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. It's so that good. It's so good. good. Obedience. Obedience. All right. um, anyway, so McCarthyism, they had to change the plot of the movie because after um, Jennifer Jones, who is Carrie, the titular character, she... Oh, sorry. Stop. <laughs> I can't. I'm like 12 years old. I'm a 12-year-old trapped in a 41-year-old woman's body. 12-year-old boy trapped in a 41-year-old That's a gender if I've ever heard one. <laughs> but um, she becomes, uh, she makes him go back to his family, except I don't, he doesn't. He just like stays in New York and becomes like totally penniless, where she totally becomes like a super famous and successful movie star. And then at the end, they meet and he's like living in a flop house. And then he... He like, she's like, I love you. Here's some money. I'm sorry I left you. I'm rich now. I can take care of you. Come away with me. And he only takes a quarter and like gives her back the rest. She like hands him some money and he takes the quarter and gives back the rest. And then he like turns off. He has like tea going or something. And then he turns off the flame. He turns the gas back on and then he turns it off and walks away. But in the book, he kills himself. Mm? commit suicide in the in her dressing room yeah because his whole life is ruined he has no money he loses his wife and his kids 
to chase this young, beautiful woman, and then she becomes a movie star without him, and whatever. So his whole life is ruined, and he kills himself. And they changed that because of McCarthyism, because um, that would be too dark of a thing, so they couldn't put that in a movie. So they hint at it with the him turning on the the. I, was I don't have a gas what that What's that about? called? It looks like a faucet, but it's like flames. It's a little handle. It's like a gas burner so, you would do if you were going to go camping and had like a little burner in the. Yeah, like that. In the, in the so sand. he turns without the flame. He like lets the gas out as if to commit suicide by gas leak. But okay. Then he I, changes his mind and walks away. I was because I was like, is he trying to kill himself? I don't think that's how that works. Like with the gas, and then he walks away. I'm glad you found that because I had questions about that. Yeah. So um. I want to see the other movie. I want to see the... Here Here we are. Hey guys, have you ever heard me say this on this podcast series? I want to see the movie that's more like the version of the book. <laughs> yeah, just a ruthless, unscrupulous, yes. self-serving woman. I love mean women. Me, uh, yes, I want to see her. I want to see the woman that heart, heartlessly destroys people. Yeah, you seen Gone Girl? Yeah. Did you like that movie? I did, but like I have trauma because we I watched it in the theater with Philo. Philo could not handle that movie, and then there was like these twelve year old soccer kids from Off Island in front of us, and they could not handle it. Oh. Sad. And then I also had trauma because I felt so bad for Doogie Howser because he had to like make the sex with a lady in that film. Oh right. And that's not his sexual orientation. Oh well. <laughs> Well, they probably didn't really do it. It was kind of sexy, those scenes. He was, I just remember him, like, trying, like, you know, making oh. the sex to her and being like, in, oh, Doogie. In, in House of Cards. Did you watch House of Cards? Is that the one with Kevin Spacey? Yeah, it's Kevin Spacey, who's okay. a sexual predator. Um, yeah. At one point, there's a scene where he, like, eats um, Kate Mara. Like, who? he, like, goes down. Doogie? On, no, where Kevin Spacey, oh, okay. who is also gay. Yeah. But a sexual predator. Goes down on Kate yeah. Mara. And I'm like, this is so explicit. I'm like, straight up, is he, like, actually going down on her on the set? I was like, this is crazy. Anyway, I love the idea of a husband and wife going to see Gone Girl. And the husband being like, oh, yikes. And the, and the wife being like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just so funny to me. But um, that one scene in the end, <laughs> just because we're talking about, like, ruthless, unscrupulous women... I just love that one scene in the end where she's giving, Rosamund Pike is giving her monologue and she goes, I'm that cunt. Like, that <laughs> line is so good. That is that she's the lead actress in that? Yeah. I, whenever I see her in a film, I'm always like, hell yeah, here we go. Yeah. She's great. She's so good. Yeah. And did you watch that other movie where she was that horrible woman yes, who... Yes, the caretaker. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That was good. I just... I don't know. Like, I like that movie. She's fucking excellent. Like, if I'm rating it on performance, excellent. Seven out of seven blueberries. But just, like, the message of that movie, I hated it. Which was what? I felt like she just, like, had to be the best and had to have all the money and had no compassion for anybody else. Yeah. And, like, we watched the whole movie, in a sense, celebrating that when it's a well, shit thing to do well, and so be and what, aspire to. What I loved about that yeah. is that she's set up as this horrible abusive woman horrible and then um she the plot like turns it around so that she's getting attacked so we get to root for her while we see her be like a genius survivalist and like get through this awful situation where these men with unlimited resources Mm -hmm. are trying to kill her Mm -hmm. and like she gets to the end of it and so it's like we get to be on her side in that way Mm -hmm. while she's getting attacked 
And then in the end, she gets her comeuppance because, mm-hmm. like, she builds this whole horrible empire of suffering. And then she fucking just gets shot in the street and dies. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is so great. I get to see it from every side. Yeah. Except that, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, had their all of their life savings suf- stolen from them and just, like, ended up suffering to the end of their life. Well, I guess but, it's yeah, like, gonna do? like, when we talk, like, when we, like, when you jokingly, or I think it was you jokingly said, and that's the real horror of Carrie is that she was being abused for all those years by her mom. Right. It's like, that's the real horror of that movie is there's, Probably, not probably, but actually people out there who are being abused in such a way. Oh, yeah. Like, that's frightening. And, like, I don't know, maybe I'm being a fucking bleeding heart something. But, like, shouldn't that be what we're focused on more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, another note that I have as far as a Carrie synchronicity was um, when Carrie breaks up with the guy that she's living with in order to go live with the guy who's married um <laughs> with the guy who's married um he's like what the fuck are you talking about he's married and she's like what and he's like yeah he has a wife and she's like no say it isn't so and she runs away crying Ugh. which she does a lot in this movie and then um she Shh, confronts him because i've heard that story so many times and Fine. he's like she's like you should have told me you should have told me which, Carrie, Carrie, you should have told me. That comes up all the time, Carrie. Oh! I don't I, like to be tricked. I was noticed, yes. I was noticing that, too. Like, she was very much a girl. Her existence was very dependent on what everyone else thought of her. Thought of her. Yes. Like, she didn't really have a strong sense of self. Yeah. She was just like, oh, I'm one, this. Two, three. Yes. She's just like, I'm this to this person, and I'm that to that person. And, like... The reason she got into acting is because fucking creepy Laurence Olivier was like, Oh, you're pretty. You should be an actress. And then he tries to fucking mack on her. And she's like, So gross. Icky, right. Like, dude. And then then she's like, Oh, I'm not a prostitute. Of course I'm ad-libbing this because they're not talking like that in this movie. But then she's like, I'm not a prostitute. Like, I can't believe... Like, I don't know what what idea you've gotten from me living with this man who's not my husband in 1890. Definitely not a prostitute, though. And then, like, what happens after that? He's still trying to fucking kiss her. (laughs) So, then he leaves. And then they go to the movies and make out. Yeah. And then there's this very exciting part where they're, like, walking in a park and they decide to, like, run away together. Yeah. Did you like Except that? that he has a wife. Except that he has... I know. Who is badass. I didn't like her. I love the wife. I love... I just... I love mean women. And I... So, the wife at one point meets Carrie. Do you remember what she says yeah. to her? I thought she would be prettier. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> I was like, oops, that's stone cold. And, and she's just like, hmm. I <laughs> thought you'd be prettier. Hmm. Like, the man... My husband who i hate left me for i know well the reason i didn't like her is because she was well that's why you like her she was mean she was like i must have all your money and you will have nothing also if you are in a tight spot and there is a possibility for negotiation let the person who seems like they have the upper hand talk first Mm -hmm. don't come running out of the room spewing things you're willing to do you know it's so funny what I was just listening to a podcast about how to negotiate um, in the workplace. Yeah. And um, they said when you, if you, okay, starting salary negotiations, if you say the number first, you are 
more likely to come out with a higher pay, but to mm. feel less satisfied versus if you let them, the, your, the potential employer, say the number first and you negotiate, you're likely to not get as much, but to feel better about the number that you land at. Interesting. And I think it's because um, no matter what, like if you say the number first, you're aiming high, right? Yeah. And then they're going to whittle you down. I think that like decrease makes you feel bad. Yeah. And versus if they say a number and then you like get them to add on to it that's like <laughs> it feels like a victory yeah like you did like you won but that's so that's funny because um the outcome is the opposite of the feeling that you get anyway oh. but uh yeah the wife i just yeah she was very she wanted her cake to and have she, her cake and eat it too but like, where she didn't want to get a divorce and she didn't want to get but she doesn't love this guy at all and she didn't want him to have anything and uh, it's just like what well, what do you want just kill him or just like divorce him and no, fucking... just kill him. Get like it's the fifties. Just get some it's eighteen ninety. Of... <laughs> it's the nineties. It's the nineties. Yeah, so just, just kill him. Just get yourself some cyanide and kill him. Like who cares? Um, no, she should just divorce. And then she can get another rich man. That's this what I lady mean. is so short sighted. She should have just like divorced him, given him five hundred dollars, which is nothing to her because she has like everything, and let him go about their way. Uh, we already talked about Carrie has a miscarriage. Yes. Um, can't talk about the walk in the park. Fuck. So I wrote down this. Uh, so leery slash toxic masculinity. And also, this movie is so male gazy. I cannot handle it. Like, cannot handle it. Could you yeah. handle it, Daniel? What did you think? Um, I was sort of half watching it until the point where Lawrence Olivier confronts his wife and at that point I was like locked in but um, when they come to the apartment yeah where okay. he's like I'm in love with her and you don't love me so what's your problem just let me divorce you yeah and also like I'm the one who made all the money so like yeah and he's like I'm not trying to take everything away from you but I want to have a happy life like or and then eventually isn't he like I'll give you everything but I'm gonna have this happiness yeah I was like oh that's a good line but, but then um, so real world problems George, old Georgie aka Lawrence could not get a job because everyone knew that he had stolen the money from Chicago and would not hire him so he was like paying people 50 cents for a 25 cent work uh I don't know slip because apparently he has to have slips to work for people back then oh when he was in the employment office mm -hmm. yeah like he was hard up and then, you know, even worse, he's, like, in an, an employment office in the slums of New York. And everybody's dressed a certain way. And he's dressed very nicely. So they're not going to hire him. Like, just all of the cards were stacked against this guy. Poor dude. The deck or whatever the fuck the saying is. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I drew a little face. Oh, why? Because um, there was just a lot of shots where Jennifer Jones looked very lovely. Oh, she's beautiful, beautiful. cheekbones. Like those beautiful 1950s glittering eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She cries She cries and runs out of the room a lot. Also, her waist is like two inches around. It's incredible. And she's pregnant. I forgot about that. Because that's the first thing I wrote down. I was like, her fucking waist is like... And yeah, she's these, pregnant. These clothes are just so lovely. Yeah. Um, do you have a good. favorite part of the movie? Mm, I think when he when they ran away to sh to New York and he had all this money and he was like buying her stuff and she had on the the dress and the hat and the glitzy apartment <gasps> just because it was so visually box pleasing. That hat came in. Yeah. Oh my god! And she's like, "Is this for me?" And he goes, "Well, it's not for me." It's like, "Ha ha, that's cute." 
Yeah, but just the luxury of that giant box is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, and then the hat that comes out of it is ridiculous. Like, amazingly ridiculous. Yeah. My favorite part was also when they run away to New York. Do you know yeah. what it was? It was when they're on the train, and it's, like, bedtime, and then the train conductor comes around with the pillows, and he's like, would you like a pillow? And they're like, oh, sure. And then he, like, tucks them in. Oh, my God, it's so cute. It's I like, totally missed that part. It's so cute. The little train conductor employee man, like, puts a little pillow behind her back so that she can lean against it. Oh, I must oh, my God, it's so sweet. Uh, it's just this lovely little moment. So, full disclosure, I was watching this movie, but I was also getting things from the other room when I needed them, and that must have been one of the moments. I was getting something from the other room. No worries. I, I'm actually going to pull it up because I, I really think it's like so sweet. Ah, that. that sounds so cute. And I love traveling by train. It's my favorite. Could we take a short break and interruption? Yeah. Um, I, how do you feel about talking about how women are portrayed in this film when we come back? I'll let you take the lead on it as okay. a woman. Oh. Oh, Daniel. That's right. I'm a feminist. How kind. All right. We'll be back. Probably going to do some pee magic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What is this? All right, we're back. We both did pee magic. Yep. Daniel climbed the tree. I got really high. Like, really high. And I found something special that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> That's all. And now we're back to talk about this awful movie. Was it awful? No, I don't think it was awful. Was it interesting? No. No. Did I care about the characters? No. No. Um, yeah, what, maybe it was awful. This is the opposite of the 2002 carry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I can't really think of anything redeeming. The performances were good. The, the performances were good. I mean, I guess I got to see Laurence Olivier in something. I don't know that I've ever seen him in a thing before. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Let me look at what the rest of my notes are. So, I also felt like, like he, like Carrie was an object between the two men, between Hurstwood and whatever the fuck his name is, and uh, Druitt. Yeah. Like they were just like, no, she's mine. No, she's mine. Uh, I wrote George is a dick twice. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Because like at the. So he so he fucking lost his mind when he carry no him or carry one of them burnt his pants with an iron. I wanted to ask right. you, do you know how that works? That iron works. Is that like you put it on the fire? Yeah, or you put coals in it. Oh, you put coals in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, like, just how hot and heavy that those irons must be. Yeah, and plus I don't know. So he he must have that whole part. He was like really out of it. Like, he wasn't paying attention. He was like, oh. What was going on was with him, then? I don't know. I don't know. I think he just should have gotten his stuff started out before he started getting involved with this younger woman. Well, he probably shouldn't have run away with, was it $10,000? Yeah. I think it was $10,000. Yeah, like, go to the boss's house. What, you don't know where he lives? Yeah, well, Like, I think... hey, I, like, or, they had, no, they didn't have phones, but, like, I, I'm not, but, like, I'm not taking this. I know. Like, I had it, there was a business reason he had it out of the safe, and then the safe closed itself, and he wasn't able to get back in. So it's like, take it to the boss, be like, hey, I took this out of the safe. I know, like, he still could have gone to the bo boss's ho house at that point and been like, yo, sorry, here's your money. Um, but no, he decided to run away with the younger girl. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just wait a little bit. I'm sure there's got to be some way he could have, like, taken... He said he had $18,000 in accounts all over Chicago. And it's like, okay, maybe your boss isn't going to give you your paycheck, but 
if you're going over ten thousand dollars, like, take out the money that you have in your accounts. I just, I just, well, if they had acted, if they just waited a little more, I don't know. So he, when he was talking to his wife before he ran away, he made the comment that she owned everything. So I don't think that was his actual money. It was hers somehow. Because he was like, I don't have any money. You, it's all in you. You made me put it in your name. Oh, so which, dear listener, keep your finances separate. Yeah, which is one of the reasons I was like, I hate this lady. Uh, Something I've seen people do is um, they have, like, the husband will have the husband's money, the wife will have the wife's money, but then they'll have a joint account, but they'll say, like, that's the dog's money. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, sense. if every once in a while they want to, like, go out to dinner or whatever, and they'll say, oh, it's on Fido or whatever. <laughs> well, it's cute. it was interesting because it did not, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I'm not a value judgment. But it did not appear that his wife worked, yet everything was in her name, and yeah. he was the one making money. I thought that was an interesting decision somewhere. Uh... <sighs> did you have more carry synchronicities? No, that's pretty much it. I can't think of any. Yeah, they weren't really related. They weren't. Other than... Well, I mean, some of it is, but some, but like towards, it's not really. Well, like they were books that could have been made into better movies. There was a blood sacrifice for sure. Apparently there was a huge blood sacrifice at the end of the book. The guy killing himself. Uh, I don't know. I also wrote she was mean. Why did I, was she mean? Oh, when she left him. How was that bag that she left on the bed? Did you notice it? The drawstring mm -hmm. pouch? Oof. It was cute. Uh, George. Oh, she looks so good blonde. Yeah, she, that lady's beautiful. George is basically destroyed by her leaving him. And then he ends up in a flop house, like Daniel said. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie, actually. So it's a men's flop house, and then the old man is walking down the hall, yelling at everyone to get up and get out of bed. And then George is like, I can't! I just got out of the hospital! And they're like, tough shit, get out! <laughs> <laughs> But they had to make him so desperate in order to go to her for help. Right. Like, just so desperate. And then at the end, when she gives him the $10, which is, like, reminiscent of what happens in the beginning with the $10, and he puts the $10 back and takes the quarter, it's like, isn't he a good man? No. <laughs> I think that's what they were doing with that. Yeah. Um, and then I also feel like, but he's a man's man. You know why? Because he won't let no woman take care of him. And then I, then before I knew about the suicide thing, or whatever, at the end of the book, I felt like that whole thing with the gas uh, range was like a play on, like, domesticity. Like, how he would have much rather oh. had her been home to take care of and pregnant and all that stuff. That's an interesting that's, take. That's what I was Whoa. like. I was like, is that what they were trying to say? But apparently it wasn't. Also, I would like to give you this bit of child-rearing advice from the 1890s. Keep them cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Yep. I love that. Yeah, the po Nailed I was just going to say, let's talk about the Polish or whatever neighbor. <laughs> it's just like, is it hard having children? <laughs> keep them cool in the summer, keep them warm in the winter. That's it, you guys. Don't read all those parenting books. Just listen to that lady. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Is this our shortest episode ever? Uh, it might be. Right before we started recording again, I was like, oh, I have an idea for a really fun segment. And then what? I completely forgot about oh, what it was. Fuck. Maybe 
if we can recreate the conditions that created that idea, it'll come back to me. Oh, I did have one more piece of mama I found while Daniel was running his errand real quick. So there's actually a 2018 version of this movie. What? Based on this movie and other pieces of literature. Uh, but it starts with this. It starts with Sister Carrie, the book, 1900s. Mm -hmm. Uh... So it's called Theodore Dresier's Sister Carrie. That's the guy who wrote the book. And it starts in Chicago, but then you go all over the place, like Montreal, Paris. And it takes from other uh, pieces, famous pieces of literature. But this is the part that I thought was interesting. Uh, this is from their fucking, I don't know, film release. Sister Carrie traverses three centuries of romantic literature only to fall in the sword of the identity politics of the 21st century. Oh God. This film is both a celebration and an unflinching indictment of the male gaze. Oh, right? uh, okay, okay, that sounds fun. What's it called? Yeah, Sister Carrie. Um, I might it's look into that. It's a French film. I'll post it in the show notes. I can't, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it because <laughs> it looks interesting. But I feel like they nailed it. Like, that that movie is, like, done from the male... Like, the like not only the male gaze, but the male perspective of, like, being a provider. And then one of the other questions it left me with was, like, what is love? Because, like, is love... And I think that it is very much, for a lot of people, seeing a pretty girl and then just giving up your whole life for her? Or is love more than that? Because why did he love Carrie? There was no reason besides the fact that she was beautiful. Yeah, same thing for the other guy. Except that in the end, the other guy is able to come visit her at the show. Yeah. And he's able to have like a perfectly normal conversation with her. And he's like, so you ended up with that guy? And I'm really glad that you're making it. And it's so nice to see you. And da, 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 da. Like, um, and it's not, there's no expectation there. I think that's a lot oh, more love. I thought he was than... still trying to get with her. Cause he oh, was, was like, he? I might not have been paying good attention. He was like, let's go out to dinner afterwards. No. Like, I felt like he was, and he was like, look at all this, look at my fancy clothes, and I have all these blah, blah, blah. Like, he was, I thought he was still trying to be, like, cock of the walk. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, okay. <sighs> oh, I'm sad, because there was something I wanted to talk about, and I completely forgot what it was. Sorry, listener. Maybe I'll think of it. Um, do you think, okay, let's ask this question. Do you think they could make this movie, like, just how they made it today? Or do you think people would be outraged? I don't think people would be outraged. It'd just be a different... It'd be a story about, like... like I'm sure they have, actually. Like, let's say, like, you cast it with the best fucking actors in Hollywood. Yeah, just an old... Well, what's... So, really, the core of the story is that an older guy leaves his wife for a younger woman. Right. And that sort of... And then he has a messy divorce that ends up ruining his life. He ends up penniless, and she ends up rich, and... He kills himself. Because he can't be taken care of by a woman, is what I... Yeah. Is, is how I think I that's took part it. of, like, the A Star is Born story. So A Star is Born is interesting because they've remade that film three or four times now? There's four movies. I haven't... I've only seen the Lady Gaga one. Did you like that movie? I did. And I, th I loved Lady Gaga's acting. I thought oh, she was so I had warm. A, I had a hard time with... Uh, what's his face? I had, there were, So this movie came out a long time ago, so spoiler alert. I had two hard times. When What's-His-Face peed his pants on stage, and when he... And the dog was outside the door. Oh, oh. Can't, I couldn't handle that shit. 
I didn't really care for that movie too much. Eh. I just, I don't know. I don't know, you know? Like, if someone's pissing his pants at the Academy Awards or whatever the fuck it There's, was. I think, I, the, yeah, Grammys, the Grammys, the Oscars, yeah. whatever. Get the man some help. Like, some real help. They they did. That was the impetus for him going to rehab. <laughs> they did? I don't even remember. Yeah. I always felt like once she became famous, that was her main focus, which I guess it has to be. But I was just like, that's... Like, if there was ever, like, a red flag or a warning sign, like, that was it. Yeah, he went to rehab after that and got clean. Did he? But then why did he end up killing himself? Um, I think if he rehab, I think he had a relapse, and then because of that, he was like, oh, I'm always going to be like this, and so mm. I got to get out of the way so she can be a star. But why, so, so that kind of relates, like, I guess you were just saying that, to Carrie, like, why is her being a star the most important thing? Like, why does that trump, what's that actor's name? Lawrence, uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Why does that trump Bradley Cooper's well-being and life? Well, no, that's just his decision. Cause, and I think for him, part of it, too, is that he was going deaf the whole time. Oh, so he's like, God. well, I can't... He's like, if my life is about making music, I can't keep doing that if I'm deaf. And so he's like, well, there's one life purpose gone. And then the other thing is that, like, I love my new hot young Lady Gaga wife. And she's becoming a star. But I'm, like, ruining her career by having her associated with me, an addict. And here I am, relapsed again. And... I just can't do it, da, da, da. Oh, and it was her manager who, like, made him kill oh, himself. Oh, that's right. Her manager who was, was in real... Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. What? Yeah. The fuck? Screw the man, screw the man. I want to screw that man. He's He plays the front man in a gay punk band. Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> but um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist got, like, poor reviews and didn't have a big cultural impact, but it's a great I movie. To, I kind of want to watch it, even it's... though you said I wouldn't like it. Oh, no, you... you said I wouldn't like it, so I would like it. Smart. No, I really actually don't think that you would like it. I think you'd be like, this is stupid. But um, Maybe you... I'll try and watch it before could we record we... our last episode. Could we watch it together and make that oh, an yeah. episode of the other show or whatever? Uh, so if you... Or I'll make a podcast because I chose that movie. <laughs> no, we can put it on Kahale Oma Oma. Unless yeah, you want yeah, to make whatever. your own podcast. Are you making a podcast? No. Really? I'm busy. I liked... it's a... It took me like six hours to edit that musical one. Like, it takes so long to edit shit. I don't know what... Like, where... Where does the time go? Yeah. It's weird. <sighs> but, um, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, he kills himself. I don't know. Whatever. Well, I, so, like, I'm going to be real judgmental for a minute here. Uh, I feel like the reasons for him killing himself, not that there are good or bad reasons for killing yourself, but just superficial. Like, oh, she has to be a star. And then, oh, I can't hear. Who am I? I don't know. Discover who else you are. Like, you're not just that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, at that point, he had, like, no other meaningful relationships because he had, like, broken up with his brother. Oh, that's right. And... I do love... So, tell me if you like this. I do... Do you hear voices? Well, somebody just drove by in a car. Oh, okay. That's probably them. Do you love a male character like that? Um, shorten that question. Do you love a male character? Ask me that. Do you love a male no. character? Do you have any... Is there any male character and or actor that you love? Um, Oscar Isaac. Who's Oscar Isaac? Poe Dameron. And Finn. Oh. But Poe Dameron Why is do you love Poe Dameron? Because he was Poe Dameron? Or is um, he in other things you like? He's in other things that I like. Um, he... Well, no, actually, Oscar Isaac is in some really bad movies. But he's such a good actor. 
But um, I really love Poe Dameron and I love Finn. I love their storyline together because it's just like both of them are so just like, we got to do the right thing. Mm. Like even Finn, who was like stolen and brainwashed to be a stormtrooper, then he just because he has like an innate human like goodness. The first time he sees violence, he's like, uh, I'm not with this. I'm going to peace out. I'm going to figure out how to get out of here. So long, everybody. And he nopes out of the whole stormtrooper situation. I just think that's such a great storyline. And then, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but they really, I don't, whatever. Um, that's actually, that movie, that movie series is what made me stop watching movies. Because I was like, I really can't handle, like, being connected to a character. And then having the next movie, them just spent completely sidelined in a plot that doesn't matter. And then in the third movie, we find out that actually Oscar Isaac's character was a heterosexual drug smuggler. I was like, what? I just, what was the reason? They're gonna make you a man. And not just any man. A man's man. It's man's world. Fuck that shit. But you love men. I love men. <laughs> My favorite actor is Tom Hardy. Who's oh, super he's mask. <gasps> the new Venom. I know. I cannot. Wait. I cannot wait. I somebody was right now. somebody was like, they were con- in the original Venom. They were constantly fighting with the studio because they wanted to take things a lot farther. Yeah. And so the studio like kept the reins on, but they said for the new Venom that's coming out, it's like the brakes are off. So I'm like, oh my god, this movie is gonna be so stupid and nuts. I'm so excited for it. So you want to hear a funny little synchronicity? Philo and I were watching Tom Hardy, and I can't remember his name, which makes me really lame, but I think he's the guy who directed Venom, uh, and he also played, like, Gollum in Lord of the oh, Rings. Oh, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. He was in 13 Going on 30. Yeah, you know what else? He, you know you know what else he was in? War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, but you know what else he was in? Um, yeah. What? A lot of things. Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, he Do was... Do you know who he was? King Kong. Who is, like, my favorite... Male middle... character of all time. I love King Kong. <sighs> he could be my boyfriend, for real. And I was just like, uh, Tom Hardy and King Kong together? What is life? Did we talk about Mighty Joe Young on this podcast with Charlize Theron and the giant gorilla? Oh, uh, we did for a piece. Is, what's just... his face? Is Brendan Fraser in that? He might be. There's just one line from that that's, like, since my childhood is constantly ringing in my head with Charlene Theron's, Charlize Theron's voice going, Why don't you understand? I just think it's so <laughs> she loves the monkey? I don't know. Well, He's she... an ape. He doesn't have a tail. Oh, oh the ape. Sorry. Uh, Charlize Theron in Mad Max with Tom Hardy. Wow. I mean, I don't... Are we just making it up? Or is this something? <laughs> I feel like... We're making the connections. I connected the dots. <laughs> the pins are on the cork board with the... the... Bleep, bleep. Oh, we look like that meme of Charlie from It's Always yes, Sunny. Was, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, <gasps> nobody else gets it but you. <laughs> and you just look like a crazy person. I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I do love a male character like that. Like, uh, have you ever seen or Such read Wuthering Heights? Yeah. Like, w- Wuthering Heights? No. Uh, Heathcliff, do you know that character? No, but you love Heathcliff. I love Heathcliff. Love, um, love. You got games on your phone? Mm, yeah, but I only, like, the game I'll play, like, almost every day is, shocking, Disney Emoji Blitz, like a matching game. Oh, really? Yeah. Mine is Subway Surfer. 
I'll Never put that on while I'm listening to other stuff because it's like mindless and I'm very good at it. Oh yeah, no, I do that too. And like, I'll sometimes I'll watch, watch TV that way or listen to a podcast that way. Yeah. And just play my game. Um, are we done? I think we might be. So this this is coming out this coming Sunday, and then we yeah. Have, oh, and then and then we have our karaoke that's, party. And that's it. And that's it. And then carry on is will no longer carry on. Carry on will be over. So I guess one thing I wanted to talk about though that I because in the musical thing you asked me like is Carrie a fairy and I was like no she's an elemental. But I was thinking it's interesting that there was a book in the 1900s called Sister Carrie. The cover's red. I didn't even show it to you. Yeah. It's a red cover. It's creepy. And then, you know, in 1974, mm-hmm. we get uh, Stephen King's Carrie. And then we have like 700 versions of Carrie the, Mu- uh, Carrie the movie. And then I went on YouTube today to post a pic- screenshot of the Carrie musical we watched. And I found like... Riverdale High does carry the musical. Fucking Broadway Kids does carry the musical. Like, not just one version of it, but like Broadway Kids carry the musical. Cast A. Broadway Kids carry the musical. Cast B. Like, it's never ending. Like, I definitely think Carrie is something. <laughs> She's yeah, a thing, I went, Daniel. I went She's back a and thing. listened to The World According to Chris because he sent it to me earlier. Yeah. And- I, yeah. It was bad. What it wasn't was good. Yeah. But like, so that, I guess that's the other thing. It's like, I'm not saying the energy is not stellar because obviously it has some power to it. But the majority of the works, besides, I would say, Stephen King's version, have not been great. Yeah. Right? Hmm. So I wonder what that is. But I feel like, secret secrets, we have an opportunity to create something. So watch out for that one. Watch out for that. Three years from now. Power of three. Power of three <laughs> in the year 2024. Which... Seven. 2024 is that seven? No, that's eight. Eight Two. is t- two threes. One is backward and smushed together. <laughs> anyway, to make a connection. The world is really what you want. Like, why live in the real world when you can just make everything up as you go and have fun? So there's like a thing, I can't remember what it's called, because, you know, I have a podcast and that's just how you run a podcast. <laughs> Where if you... <laughs> if you... <laughs> think like oh i'm gonna see threes or or, here's i'm Uh gonna see a red car then you see red cars all the time and it's like not magic it's just like oh you said you were gonna see red cars so you notice them more which i feel is like what some people can be like that's what synchronicities are it's just because you are having it in the forefront of your mind but i also think that like maybe i guess but like isn't that magic yeah like if you're saying i'm gonna see red cars and you're seeing them all the time it's like a form of manifestation yeah. Or if like you and I are like, oh my god, three nine and we see that all the time relentlessly, or we start talking about New Orleans and it comes up all the time. Or like Gone with the Wind, Scooby Doo, just like I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's mad I feel like I feel like to label it as just like it's your mind doing that. It's like, yeah, it is. And that's what's magic. Like it's my mind doing that. 
you get it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the physical manifestation of like your willpower. That's what magic is. It's like you nailed it, but somehow you're making it less than it is. Yes, dear listener, write us a five-star <laughs> Apple review and tell us what you're setting your intentions for this week. And then next week, write us another one and tell us what it came what came to fruition from that intention setting. And if you want some carry magic, write a third one telling us something else. Because <laughs> apparently, the power of three. Power of three. Power of three. We did it. We did it, guys. All we right, next week, come back for karaoke, karaoke party. party. <sighs> okay, so long. Oh, so long. All right. Dingy hops? Dingy hops?